from the Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. Welcome back to the Superiority Complex, everybody. Your new favorite podcast. Starting out strong with a chair squeak. Wow. How is everybody? Welcome. It's been a week. Great. We've got uh, we, it's a lot. A lot has happened in the last week. We saw some Obi Wan. I went to the Star Wars uh, celebration. Uh, uh, Ray Liotta passed Thanks away. Uh, what else has happened? What else? There's something else. That's it, huh? What's wrong, Justine? Was June McGregor at the Star Wars celebration? I'm sure he was. I don't. I'm not a panel guy. I don't go to panels. Yes, he was. I don't. Oh, wow. What, what, what? There's a. There's a thing. He did one for sure, and then he did another one as a surprise. Oh, wow. wow. Who else was there, Justine? I was only there for one day. I'm pretty sure I watched all the panels. Did you? Wow. Did you Did you love them? Watch it be the day you went. Huh? Did you love all the panels? Mm, some of them I was a little bored just because I didn't read the books, so oh, yeah, I didn't yeah. follow it. Right, 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 right. Uh, uh, and, and as much. Uh, it's the opinion of this podcast, only the movies count. So, uh, if you have read the books, uh, you've wasted wow. your time. What? Well, hey, look, look, Damn. hey, sorry. Damn. Sorry. This is a movie franchise first. It's not, uh, and the, so the, the movies are not considered canon, right? No, the movies are considered canon. Some of the no, books, the books aren't considered. Canon. Some are, and some aren't. It's like if Disney, if they existed before, Disney bought them. They're not canon unless Disney has labeled them as a, uh, Star Wars Legends. Then they are canon. That sounds like a business decision. It not is. A creative of course decision. it is. <laughs> Justine has a question. Go ahead, Justine. The best panel was the one for Attack of the Clones reunion, the 20,000 for 20 years. Sorry, 20,000. <laughs> the 20 year reunion for episode two. Mm. Oh, okay. Attack of the Clones. The two guys, the son and and who is it? Boba Fett and Jenga Fett. Yeah, yeah. Jenga. He's so freaking funny. Oh, Django. Boba Fett. Oh, the guy who plays Boba Fett now. It's uh, it's um, I can't think of his name. Um, I can't say it. That's why I choose not to say it. Uh, I it's on the it's 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 on the tip of my tongue. Um, it's like Tim. Tim. I don't. Tamura. Tamura Morrison. Some more, more. Hey, there you go. Yeah. So funny. He's so funny. If you're gonna watch any panel, watch that panel. And when you get to his part, he, he just oh my god, he cracked me up. You know what I said? It became his own show. I've seen him in other things, and he seems like such a humble. He's just so happy to be like a part of Star Wars, and so humbled by it. And he seems very genuine. And uh, so he said he was trying to. He was like, yeah, Obi Wan or Obi Wan, Ewan came to the set. And he was like, he was so cool, so I tried to out-cool him, but I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Ewan, is, Ewan is just so cool. And then he showed up later. Ewan McGregor showed up later, but that's a surprise. Nice. Oh, that was nice. nice. Oh, by the way, uh, before we get any further, our guest is here, Michael Baggs. He might be a little quiet for the first few minutes. He's got some business to take care of. We're not going to cut into well, that. Not, mm-hmm. not necessarily right now. But. Taking the brown? <laughs> Mike... <laughs> What if he was? What if Mikey was podcasting live from his restroom? What if that was? Open his own Brown Julius. The old Brown Julius. That is not what you want. You do not want to. You do not want to open your own Brown Julius stand. That is bad. That is bad. 
especially when it's a pop-up brown Julius <laughs> mm. <coughs> mm-hmm. No. Oh, that's horrible. Charming to the last. I'll beat John. That's right. Charming <laughs> to the last. <laughs> For once, I was just going to refrain. Yeah. <laughs> I will beat John to it. My favorite thing about John is John will say charming to the last, and then later on, he will probably say the most vulgar thing you've heard all day. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll make a projectile vomit joke, and he'll say, really? Yeah. Really? He'll, Mr. Charming to the last? He'll be doing, he'll be doing a, his own Gigi <laughs> Allen show right here on the podcast. <laughs> go, really? I'm charming to the last? <laughs> yeah. Really, Grand Moff Tarkin? <laughs> Grandma, I love Grandma Grandma Tarkin. What is a is a grandma? They, they so is a governor and a Grand Moff. Are those titles interchangeable? I don't know what the fuck. I don't know. Let's find out. I get the feeling it was one of those things where they wrote it, it sounded cool, and then they had to come up with a function for what he really is. You know? Well, that's what the, that's <laughs> the, <laughs> that's the problem they're going to run into with Obi Wan uh, because, like we I said, there was this, there was the there was the line of dialogue. Uh, you know, when I left you, I was a learner, but now I am the master. So you assumed that Revenge of the Sith was the last time they met. And now because of Obi-Wan, the show, they're going to have to, they're going to meet again somehow. Maybe I'm only on episode two. Okay. So I don't know. I just watched, I just, I just watched three. So I'm going to be very careful. Kenobi talk? I mean, let's talk about the first two episodes because everyone's seen that. Yeah, I haven't watched the third one yet. Let's talk I haven't watched it. So let's watch the. Let's talk about the first two. Uh, Mikey Bags, have you? Did, did you check out Kenobi? I haven't been able to, but go go ahead with the talk. Though uh, we won't we won't spoil anything major for you except for the plot line. Uh, All right. But uh, Jake, did you get a chance to watch Kenobi? I did. I watched both part one and two. Okay. Uh, what was everyone's What was everyone's thoughts so far? What did you guys think? I think it's great so far. Everyone's talking shit about the child actress who's playing Princess Leia, but I think she's doing fine. She's good. No, they're not. They're talking shit about the girl. The oh oh um, no, there's there's so they're the being nerd, racist. The nerd community is complaining about the child actress. Right. The uh, world spectrum is uh, very much upset about the racist comments that are uh, getting thrown at. Her. Here's what I here's why when people say that the Star Wars fan base because this isn't the first time this happened this happened to. Uh, to Rose, yeah. to, to with with Rose, Rose and right. So Ewan just put out a video. Uh, uh, th- I'm just going to throw this out there, and uh, people are going, "Why are why are Star Wars fans so toxic? Why are they so, you know, why why are, where are these racist Star Wars fans coming from? Let me tell you where they're coming from. Do you know how many times I've seen memes from conservative sites? Uh, who don't get the idea of Star Wars and think that the GOP are the rebellion. You know how many times I've seen that? I've seen Ted Cruz do that. I've seen Ted Cruz do that. I think there are a lot of GOP people out there that think, well, we're the ones being oppressed because we can't say the N-word out loud or they're shoving their gayness in our face. So we're like the rebellion and we have to fight up, fight, stand up and fight for what's right. And I think, I honestly think that's where, I think that's where this is coming from. I think that, just like everything it's else. so weird that they don't know that they're the empire. Right, right. They are the empire. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody is the empire in this situation, it is not. God, that's <laughs> diluted. That's really diluted. <laughs> but I've seen him do it. I've seen him do it. And uh, I it's think like Darth that. Darth Vader going, what, I'm the bad guy? <laughs> <laughs> 
How am I the bad guy? What? I blow up a couple of planets and now I'm the bad right, guy? Right, right, right. Uh, no, he, he killed younglings. <laughs> not the younglings. Oh, yeah. God, we well, just watched that the other not day. All of, not all of them. Oh, for the crying out loud. He murdered women <laughs> One mate. and children. <laughs> One made it. One. Great. One defense. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. then go back and finish it <laughs> Uh, <laughs> they have it. They have security footage on it. Yeah. yeah so obviously, uh, she's the one that got away. Uh, mm. I had I had a little trouble with her um, as far as not being just the dialogue they gave her was kind of clunky. Yeah. So the, that's my biggest, I think, complaint besides the child acting, right? Because uh, the girl, she is cute, and I think that she's really trying. I just. It's not. By the way, do people age? Combines, did it's people, not good enough. Did people age it differently a long really time bad. ago in a far, far in a galaxy far, far away? Because yeah, right. uh, that ten-year-old looks like she's five. First yeah. of all, she's supposed to be ten and she's uh, five. Um, the dialogue in this and the script is just really kind of one-liner. Almost, it feels like like every single sentence that comes out of somebody's mouth is meant to be. Like some kind of one-liner catchphrase. Well, let's let's be honest though. Star Wars does not have a, always have the best dialogue. That no, is not that is not what Star Wars is known for. This is in this is I think on the bottom tier. It feels very TV. I'll tell you that it feels very TV. Kind of yeah, but I mean the set design is beautiful. Uh, Ewan's doing a great job, and uh, the costume design is great too. So it looks fantastic. It looks like Star Wars. It looks great. Yeah, it it looks great. It's just I want a little bit more from the story and the acting. I think I I, I want bounty I hunters to be able to take three steps and grab a kid and not have her, uh, yeah, running around the forest it, like at it, the slowest speed possible and then not be able to catch yeah, her. She has tiny legs. How fast can she run? Right, and then oh, I ran into a tree branch. I got to go around. You know what I mean? What would have been cool was if he would have shown her having maybe some force powers. Maybe, you know, because she's... Maybe we get that later. I don't know. Uh, She's too young to be exhibiting force powers. How do you know? Who who made you the expert, John? What about the guy with the... What about the guy with the... Most of the younglings that come to the council. What about the guy with the broom in uh, The Last Jedi? Yeah. Yeah, what about Grogu, huh? Yeah, John. No, he, Grogu's 70. <laughs> he exploded girls there. He's 70. I don't well, think, I don't think, uh, I don't think everybody who's force sensitive is on the same level. That's true. So. But she's a Skywalker. Yeah, I don't know. She's a Skywalker. <clears throat> she was stronger than Luke. We know that. They said that in the last movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not going to get stuck out in the weeds with this stuff. <laughs> I, I think it's fine. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I just like I, jumping I, on I you really, for no reason. I am, uh, no, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I am really do not like cute kid actors. I think she's doing fine. I think she actually um, remarkably kind of sounds like Carrie Fisher. The delivery kind of sounds like Carrie Fisher. Uh, Usually I don't like a a sassy, smart mouth kid. I just find it annoying. In this one, it kind of is pointing the way toward the sort of adult she's going to be. She's going to be, you know, stubborn and impatient and impetuous and uh, somehow. I'm not annoyed by it. I think she's fine. I really like Ewan McGregor, what he's doing. Right. I, he's just uh, doing what he's what he always did. He really channels Alec Guinness. You know, it's just remarkable. He's made this character his own, but there's always sort of a vibe. Yeah. That he's getting he's getting the phrasing very much like Alec Guinness. When he came so. back to set 
And he started talking. He could tell everyone was, was upset, so he had to do research again to get the voice back because he couldn't. Ah, really? <clears throat> Interesting. Interesting. <clears throat> wow. I don't know. I'm just enjoying the hell out of it. I don't particularly. Uh, yeah, the writing. You know, like like Mario said, it's <laughs> that you know the dialogue's not not always the strong suit for Star Wars, but um, they've got my attention so far. I don't think they've made a really bad misstep. I'm just enjoying be, being back in that world again. Right. I, mean, I don't hate it. I just i I expected a little bit more. I think yeah. I didn't think it was going to be a the story that that. that was told. I thought I was going to be more focused on Obi-Wan and maybe his, you know, and like Tatooine, but it's fine. It's fine. You know, it's like, Hey, let's, uh, anytime they show me what's going on in the world and the empire is taken over and all that stuff. This, this period of star Wars is my favorite as we, you know, leaving the prequels and getting into the, the meats of the, uh, the, the original trilogy. So setting yeah. all that up is, yeah. I like all that. I, I do like all. That. I like that time period. That, exactly. You and I, I think, because like this, um, anything like that's why I liked Rogue One. I like seeing more detail. What's going on in the universe right about that time? That's why I really enjoyed Rogue One. Mm-hmm. It wasn't perfect, but I liked seeing what was going on in that time frame. Right. So um, I don't know. I'm enjoying it. Also, as much as I was not crazy about the prequels, I always liked when they went to. Uh, Someplace where you got to see what the city looked like. I thought they really nailed it on what the cities looked like, you know? Yeah. And so I like that look. And they, they've got more of that in spades, you know? Right. It's a little sort of Blade Runner-ish. Blade Runner, but but not so beat up. Right. <laughs> not so worn down. Right. You know? I was just watching. Uh, they uh, do a really good job on that, which the part I liked, like Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, I really like that when they're in the city and you're like, wow, this is really impressive, you know? really dense you know what i was noticing uh i was watching the original uh star wars episode uh now entitled star wars episode for a new hope uh and i was watching the scene where they sneak out of the they're on the death star and the Uh han calls up to the uh, two two stormtroopers standing guard you know tk421 and i'm assuming tk422 i don't know but uh there's a quick scene where you see them go up the ramp and there's they, they just hold on the ramp and you hear the stormtroopers get blasted. There's grease all over the different parts of the Millennium Falcon. It's like covered in grease. You know, we, we've talked about this before, how it looked lived in, like the, the world looked yeah, lived yeah. in. You know, it wasn't yeah. super shiny. Uh, it is a little bit, yeah. you know, you watch the scenes in the beginning when they're on the, where on, when they're, when they're, they're about to board the uh, Leia ship, and it looks really 70s sci-fi it looks some like something out of 2001 you know the white you know looks like yeah that's the only time you get that that's the only time you get that yeah or on the death star you know on the death star yeah because you know because it's new technology it makes sense that somebody was paying attention if you're out on some remote outpost like tatooine it's gonna look shitty if you're on the death star it's brand new right everyone's like buffing it to a to a high sheen right right uh i always thought that 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 those details were always part of what made that world and uh, I think what you, I'm really enjoying is the fact that it is nice to be back in that world and we finally get to get some uh, lightsaber fights again. Yeah. Oh, right. Nice. Uh, well, the, I was to finish what I was saying, this Kenobi set you uh, like uh, Patrick was bringing up the costume. I feel like the Mandalorian and all these have done that in spades. That's the part of the show that they've kept alive, that that lived in look. Yeah. It looks it look well, no, the lived in. 
world. It, it feels. Looks, and it looks look real. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. It feels realistic. There hasn't. There hasn't been a misstep for the way it looks. Like it, the production design. Right. 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 All that. All that. Th- you know. You can tell it's people that love Star Wars, and it was all yeah. really well done. So yeah. I like it for that. I just we'll, we'll wait to see how the story unfolds. I didn't want. I didn't. I was not expecting to have a kid in tow, the whole time. I knew. I was not expecting. That it was going to be Leia. I thought maybe he's going to get sucked into doing stuff with young Luke. I had it was a real surprise that suddenly there's a whole episode of him running around with a a little Leia. You know, let's right? Just say I'm really hoping she makes it home in the next episode. Well, here's just let's just say uh, this this she reminded me a lot of what we talked about in Night of the Hunter. Get in the boat, Mary. Just get over here. Hawkins, Stop go, running around and sh- you just listen to the Jedi. And, and you know what I love is how patient he is. That's very much. That's very Obi Wan now as he's getting older. He's very patient. Anybody else would just say, "Get in the fucking ship." He's very patient <laughs> with her, and I think that's really interesting. It's very in character that he's not just barking at her. Right. He's not a young man anymore. He's kind of. He's really at a different age now. Right. He's just and uh, his eyes the entire. Show. And the, well, that could be John. That could be why they're playing it that way. And you know, again, I'll wait. I'll wait for it to all play out. But for me, it was a little. That was a little hard to take for the first. Uh, it was cute at first. I was like, oh, I was like, I was like you. I was like, oh, this is great. You know, we don't talk yeah. about you know Leia when she was on you know Alderaan and you know, yeah. and then uh, but then it, when it was like when we you needed it just to like just do it just 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 let's just get out of here, and she wouldn't do it. You're just like, oh, okay. Well, then you know. I don't. I, I don't think I need her to be part of the life saving process. You know who's great? You know who's really great for as little as they give him to do? I was really impressed with uh, Jimmy Smith's. You don't get to see much of that character in the prequels. Right. And I thought the couple scenes that he had as uh, Bail Organa, is that his name? Yes. Uh, I thought, wow, for as little as they gave him, he really um, filled that character up with some, uh, you know, with some touches. That He's, a, right. he's sort of like a, a smart, and he's the one that connects with her more than the the stepmom, you know, he's right. the one she says, she's more like you kind of like, you know, headstrong. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was very real. The way he connected where I thought, boy, you're just doing that in about five minutes, but you can see that they've got a connection. Right. You know, right, right, right. Yeah. No, there are nice moments. I'm waiting to see how it, how it pans out. Uh, uh, I think every star Wars, uh, TV show for me is always a little bit disappointing in one way or another somehow. Um, but, uh, you know, for the most part, they are entertaining. They're never going to be the movies. I think that's what I've, no, I've come no, to realize. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's, it's hard. The movies to... aren't the movies. <laughs> right. That's the true. The movies ain't the movies. That's true too, John. That's true too. Yeah. I'm always trying to, I'm always trying to, you know, I'm always chasing the dragon of that, that moment I first set eyes on star Wars and it's never going to happen. Everyone is. That's the answer to all these people that have turned it into a religion you're, they're chasing that moment where you're, that oh my god moment, and you just can't get it back. It's like a drug; you'll never get that first, that right. first reaction back. Right, know? trying to get our fix, man. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's true. Uh, but you know, going to mm-hmm. I went to celebration over the last weekend, and uh, and it, I was telling the guys before the show what I love about it is. Uh, you know, the, the fan base has become toxic and, you know, it seems like Star Wars fans love to hate Star Wars and we love to nitpick, as John says, you know, rivet counting. We're a bunch of rivet counters. But when you go to Celebration and you just see people love Star Wars and and just embrace it and uh, the, love the goofiest parts of it, uh, you know, the people that cosplay as like I was saying, like 
these characters you've seen like once in the background and somebody is cosplaying that character and they've put time and effort into making a costume and then other people, they know other Star Wars fans are going to recognize who that is. Uh, that's always, I love that. I love that. There's just people walking around having fun and, um, uh, maybe the trolls stay at home. Maybe the trolls don't. Yeah. I I don't think, yeah. I, I, I'll tell you what, one of my favorite costumes I saw all weekend was a guy with, he had like an inflatable mattress painted silver and then he had his <laughs> his head stuck through it and a silver mask, and he was Han Solo frozen in carbonite. Uh, and it was great. That's great. It was great. It was uh, fantastic. And there was <laughs> there was another couple that was dressed like I can't remember the guy's name. He was the 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 tech guy in Rogue One, um, and he had his girlfriend was dressed as the mind sucking octopus. And so she was just like, she was just stuck to him the whole day. They were just walking around. <laughs> it was really funny. It's like, wow, that's dedication to just, you know, walk around all day like that. Uh, just you ever to, see Lobot? <laughs> uh, I've not seen a Lobot. John, you would be perfect as Lobot. We, I'd have to shave. We'd put the, uh, yeah, let's do it. do it. We'll put the headset on you. <laughs> Lobot. We'll put it. We'll just get a pair of 1970s AM FM headphones, put it on your head yeah, sideways. And a, and a white suit, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'll have a little remote control on my wrist, and I'll push buttons, and every once in a while, your eyes just, like, <laughs> open wide. You love that? Who are you supposed to be? I'm Lobot. I'm Lobot. Who would you uh, – give me an obscure character you would like to uh, cosplay as, uh, Patrick. Who would you cosplay as? Uh... <laughs> Probably go for some sort of Mandalorian, I think, or maybe somebody from like uh, Revan from uh, Knights of the Old Republic would be kind of fun. Uh, Justine, who would you uh, cosplay as? Um, Amadala. No, 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 no. I'm, I was, I'm talking obscure. Amadala's too oh, well on. known. Okay, it's the girl that um, Kira Knightley's character. Amadala's Still double. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's great. No, I'm her double. <laughs> I'm the corpse of her double. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Jake? Forgot about that. Oh, I'd be like a Kit Fisto or something. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's still too big because of the Clone Wars, but I'm going to allow Is it. He? Rose's sister. The one that Not allowed. Wow, Rose's sister. There you go. Sister. That is a, so that she is has a, a twin baby. sister. John, who would you cosplay as? Uh, you know, I would get a squid head and be Ad- Admiral Akbar. Sure. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not scared. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's not. That's uh, too know. too uh, well known. I guess I'd be, I'd be Porkins. I'd come as Porkins. I guess. Yeah, yeah, with the name tag. <laughs> With the name tag and a you know a coke and a burger, I just walked around as Porkins. My, Mikey bags. Uh, maybe one of those bounty hunters that's in that scene in Empire Strikes Back. And Boba. Oh, like a Zuckus or a Dengar, or like a <laughs> Zuckus. <laughs> yeah, there you go. See, that's 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 telling him. There you go. Uh, I would I would probably go as like a uh, 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 who would I go as? Uh, I would go as the one-eyed uh, uh, creature in the um, trash compactor. Oh, that's great. That is beautiful. You know, you just, you know, it'd be great. Just have a trash can like Oscar the Grouch and then out of the top have the, the snorkel <laughs> with the eyeball. 
Yeah, I would just come as like a, in a like dressing like a pile of garbage, and then just the eyeball sticking out of the top of my head. Mm-hmm. God, you know it'd be great to go as. I always forget his name. Who's the guy at the bar? That says I don't like your face. Oh, uh, the doctor, <laughs> doctor something. Doctor yeah. Lazarus or something, something like that. He yeah. doesn't like you. I don't like you either. He's right next right. to the right next to the guy yeah. with the butt cheeks coming out of his mouth. Looks like that's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, the balls chinian. Oh, is that what yeah. it is? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but looks like you're looking up at a toilet. What has what's going on here? Uh face. Yeah, hey, hey, how you doing? Charming Th- That's a Dick Tracy villain. It really is. Old yeah. scrotum face. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Star Wars celebration was great. I didn't watch any of the panels. I just went and I wanted merch. And what'd uh, you buy? I uh I bought a couple of oh, I showed you. I showed you those prints the I bought. Fiction stuff. Yeah. I, it, yeah, those are beautiful. Got it's yeah. the it's the guy John. I think I've shown you. He uh, his name is um, I I'm gonna it's, I'm sad that I forgot. I'll have to give the artist credit when I remember his name. He's very nice. He actually did the art for the badges as well that everybody was wearing all weekend. I think it's it's uh, is his last name Walks. Um, well, he sure nailed it as far as the design on those papers. Boy, he, John, he did one, a Star Wars poster that was a takeoff on the Anatomy of a Murder poster. I've seen it around. I don't know mm, if you've ever seen that one. Really? Yeah, it's fantastic. That's all, uh, Saul Bass. Yeah, he's, he, this, he, he has a very, uh, we were, I got to talk to him a little bit, and he said he was very influenced by that 50s, that mid 50s, uh, a lot of the Saul Bass, and then like you saw, like the pulp artwork, the pulp mm. artwork. There's another guy. Uh, I think it's uh, the Preston Galleries. They have a they have a shop over in in Garden Walk near Disneyland, and um, mm. they did some minimalist work of uh, Dodger Stadium. They did like the the uh, the t- the top of the pavilion. You know, has that zigzag. Uh, very minimalist. Yeah. 1950s. They did the Three Sisters, the Palm Trees out in the parking lot, and uh, mm. we they did some art for Star Wars. And I told Nicole, I said that looks like the minimalist stuff for. That they did it for Dodger Stadium, and the guy was like, "That's us. We did the same." Wow. Uh, and they did. Uh, it's like the top of the Falcon, where it's just the three circles, and yeah. it's just like it, it's really, really cool. Well, they did a Bugs Bunny. So the uh, the, the actual artist did a Bugs Bunny. Uh, it's Bugs Bunny in a Dodgers uniform with a hat and everything. And they okay. were telling us that uh, since the MLB, since the, the MLB had to get the license from Warner Brothers in order to sell that, they told them, "Well, now you've got to do one for every team." So there's one for every team, and you can get Bugs Bunny. Wow! With but the That's one with great. but the one with the Dodgers is the original and the best, obviously. So I'll have to send you a picture you, of that. You have to send me a picture of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's great. He's blowing a bubble, and he's got that like it's the Chuck Jones era, and he's kind of yeah. got like a he's got like a angry look on his face, and he's it's kind of cool. It's really good. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Star Wars. Love it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Obi Wan. What do you rank the first two episodes, John? What are you giving it right now? Um, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I don't know. You know, like a seven, maybe okay. they're both sevens. J- yeah. uh, Justine, so far, I give it a nine. Yeah. Hey, Who, who's been your you Who's your favorite so far? Um, everyone. <laughs> uh, Patrick, how do you like that? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it a eight. I am thoroughly enjoying being back in that world. All right. Yeah, there you go. 
Uh, Jakey? I may not love it completely, but I'm happy to be back in Star Wars land. I couldn't agree more, Patrick. I gave it an eight. Look, guys, with the exception of uh, The Rise of Skywalker, um, which is just truly an Loved awful it. movie. Um, Loved it. <laughs> of course you did. Of course you did. Uh, yep. oh, there, oh, there's an album of Star Wars shanties. I was going to tell you about it, Jake. I just saw mm. it shortly before I came. Excuse me. Wait, what? Star Wars shanties. Like Google shanty. it. Sea shanty. <laughs> Google or I guess it. it'd be Astro shanties. <laughs> Ooh, Astro shanties. Don't don't use Astros, Justine and I. That's the name of your new uh, express- your new band, John. Should we change it to Dodger shanties? Or shanty. Old man Thrawn. Oh, there you go. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Anyway, uh, Mikey Bags hasn't the, seen it yet. Was that a CD? Was that a CD? I don't know. It was some, like something Wars about? Shanties. It was a group doing Star Wars shanties. I don't know what. If they had, um, I don't tell know. me what you thought of. Uh, speaking of music, what did you think of uh, the John Williams theme for Obi Wan? He wrote a theme for Obi Wan because he had never written one back in the old movie. Oh wow, that was cool. Did you catch that? He went back and it's another guy doing the music, but he they said, "Can you sit down and write a theme for Obi Wan?" Because he's the only major character in the original trilogy that didn't have a theme a musical theme so he said yeah he said i need to correct that so he sat down came up with a theme and i guess they incorporated it into the uh the oh music. wow i'm just, have to I have to pay attention yeah i wasn't paying attention he gets a credit at the end you know obi-wan theme by john williams they said he only had like a you know maybe like you know weeks to do it he was between assignments and he said he says no i need to do this i need to correct this <laughs> so and then he yeah. went and he just wrote no 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 no, no, no. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. What's up, Justine? Did I ever tell you how my sister's friend worked on episode one, two, and three? Whoa. What did she do? And then, and then uh, Steven Spielberg asked him to do a drawing of Drew Barrymore for him for, his ber- for her birthday. Wow. Wow. That's cool. So he did a drawing of Drew Barrymore, um, like the Titanic like laying like a rose. Yeah. And then he, on his note, I guess he put, um, next time put your shirt on or something like that. <laughs> she did a movie where she was shirtless and he put a, he made a comment about it. Oh. He hired her friend to go make that for it. Cause he's been working with George Lucas. Huh? But now he just does music videos. So he's been doing like Daft Punk for 10 years. What the heck? <laughs> He did like a Dua Lupa, Dua something. Dua, Dua Lipa. Lipa. They did one of her music videos, but I think right now he's working on, I don't know if he's working on right now, but, but yeah, he did episode one, two, and three. Yeah, it's weird that uh, he's never been on our podcast. That's weird. That we, we... <laughs> Mario's got this barely controlled rage. Hmm. That's interesting. Breaks the chair. Oh, interesting. Oh, interesting. Mario, we're saving these guests for when you threaten to kick us off the show. You're just no, gonna no, start no, pulling, no. Out, start pulling. You guys are waiting until you get your own show. And you're like, we're gonna Mario's have like biting the microphone. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's great. Really. Oh. What? <laughs> I couldn't hear you. Do you remember the singer Aaliyah? Of course. Yeah. Queen of the Dam. She started doing like a cartoon version of herself. Hmm. He did that? It was it was right before she passed. Yeah, he did it because it has his signature on the bottom. Because hmm. she 
starting to make, she was going to do a music video with him and it was going to be animated. And then she was going to start a clothing line, I believe it was. And he was doing all the artwork for it, but, but it was by the time she passed away. So it didn't go all the way through. Oh man. That's, that's great though, that he was able to at least get that done. Mario is seething right now. He's like, look at these perfect, look at these amazing guests. Right I, am, I am, I am, I am, I am, I <laughs> am. But we're still. Yeah, I was telling you guys before the show. I friends I went to college with did a uh, costume design for Kenobi, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and didn't I tell you, Mario? I was having lunch with you and McGregor the other day. <laughs> invite him on the show. <laughs> Michael Bags drops in. Just oh, did you know? Uh, uh, I used to be a. Oh, did you know? I was an actor. Did you know my brother is. My brother is Jimmy Smith. So yeah, like Mario's head just explodes. I, I worked with. Oh really? Uh, oh, that's nice. No, oh, really. just I worked with Ray Liotta and uh, Betty White, and uh, just starts naming. <laughs> my my uncle was an art director for Disney for a long time. You, we know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mario's all. You can't hurt me. I know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay. We're still best friends. You can't wound me. I know that. I, it's okay. It's okay, I'm, guys. I'm, it's okay. I'm saving that to save my life one day. Mario, I'll send you the a picture of him working on Skywalker Ranch. Oh, that's awesome. Really I would love it. I would love Mario. that. Who is that? You're sending it now? You're sending it over now? Via the miracle of podcasting? Send it now. Send it now. Send it now. Of a show. Justini Weenie sent me. Oh, there he is. There he is. Uh, oh, wow. I'm going to follow him. How do you know this gentleman? Oh, look at that. Gen- my sister, so they are friends in high school. Some General mm. Grievous when art. When I was little, he said I was really hot. Mm. I was going to go to be hot because he thought I was so cute. That's... <laughs> Everyone's, all, Everyone's all real quiet. Like, How old were you? <laughs> Patrick's face! <laughs> I don't know. I was like, uh, I'm a little weirded out now. You were weirded. <laughs> He's not coming on the show, I guess. Oh. I haven't seen him since I was like a kid, kid. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. I guess that's good you haven't seen him since you were a yeah, kid. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Justine just wants to pass. Justine, do you want to elaborate on that? And maybe, uh, you, you want to back walk that back and maybe make it, make it sound a little better? Or? No, like there's so many issues in that seat. <laughs> oh, goodness. It just seems like, nope, somebody called me hot. Not walking the statement. <laughs> <laughs> the key part of that sentence is, I was hot. <laughs> Watch yourself, Patrick. Watch yourself, Red Five. <laughs> Stay on target. Justine, what are you doing now? The whole show. The whole show is like what? Mm-hmm. What are you doing, Justine? She's just staring into the camera. What's what are you doing? I'm on my phone. <laughs> That's a great way to get it off the off the subject matter. It's like now we're like, what? You're on the phone. <laughs> All right. Some things are better left uh, untouched. That was a great way to just cleanse things. It's like what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Oh, there it is, coming across. Uh, jury sides with Johnny Depp in his libel case against Amber Heard. Uh, mm. uh, a case I had no interest in. Got, no, no interest. Uh, she's got to pay money. I, somehow I've avoided this. I've like actively avoided it. <laughs> but I guess there it is. 
Does she have to pay money or what? Fifteen million. Hmm. So it was libel. Hmm. Is that all? Is that all? How much did she owe that charity that she stole money from? Wasn't it like seven million? Yeah, she pledged seven million. She stole money from a charity. What is Donald Trump? She pledged to pay it. She said she donated. Uh-huh. She had already donated the money when she didn't. She only pledged. Uh-huh. And I think she had only donated like one point something million. Okay. Mm. But she had pledged seven. Mm. I see. Mm. So I guess uh, no more. She's not going to be in any more uh, Aquaman movies, I suppose. <laughs> Don't believe so. I think she is. They're like, okay. Um, who else can we get to play Mira? Who's Mira? They were, talking, they were talking about uh, what's her face from Game of Thrones. To play Mira. And Which one? Like, Look, I was in I Game of Thrones. I don't need to be an Aquaman. I was in Game of Thrones for Christ's sake. Just, just like Jason Momoa. <laughs> I laughed so hard at Patrick. He he brought my cough back. So I had to get a I had to get a <laughs> cough drop in, and I had needed I needed it for a second to to work. I needed to work for such yourself a lozenge. That'd be a great tape loop. I laughed so hard at Patrick, I needed a cough lozenge. Throat, a throat lozenge. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. So uh, we've we've learned a lot about Justine today. And. um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Some disturbing things happened in your childhood. I have questions. Justine's okay. This old guy said I was going to be hot. <laughs> He's not old. Mm. How old was he when he said that to you? Mm. He was in high school. And you were... <laughs> How old were you? How old are you when you were in high school? Uh, like 14 and 14, 14, 15. 14 to 18. No, no. The, if he's in high school, okay, what the real question is how old were Where you? Where were you? Yeah, well, how old were you? Like eight? Oh my god. What the fuck? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Everyone's all well. Mm, okay then. Oh. Uh-huh. When's the next Dodger home game? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have an Dodgers. Uh, Dodgers uh, lost two to uh, drop two to the Pirates. My, for those of you at home, I, I'm laughing just because you have to see Justine's face. It's like she doesn't give a shit. <laughs> she doesn't. She's just. She does not care. She's just chilling. She's like, we're all kind of dumbfounded, right? Now. <laughs> it happens all the time. What? And the rest of us, and she's just like. Whatever, man. It's cool. It's just a normal thing in her life. Oh my god! It's creepy, just creepy people. My brother <laughs> yeah. So hey, you, we, hey, you looking? It was a weird. Shit. It was a weird thing for her to throw out there in the first place, and then she just doesn't yeah, ever. She's just like it's out there. And then, by the way, you said I was hot when I was eight. I don't know. Oh man. Hey, creepy people uh, hit on Justine every day. Yeah, right. You'll be all right. Right. (laughs) What a nice guy. You'll be all right, B. You'll be all right, P. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm just like, are you okay? Yeah, she looks like she took it in stride. I'll tell you that. And you want to talk, <laughs> talk about it? Yeah. Uh, judging from her? judging from Justine's reaction, this is like the highlight of her young life. So it's uh, it's pretty cool, you know. Yeah, I would. Um, it's informative. Oh man! Wow. Justine was like, "Oh, so that's what guys are going to be like." Yeah. <laughs> it's very informative. Oh yes, I am hot. This is going to be great. Okay, well, let's uh, let's leave that. Uh, <laughs> let's leave that where we found it, and uh, let's move on. That's kind of hard to move on from. Let's uh, let's take a let's take a quick break, and when we come back, <laughs> we're going to talk about Friday, and um, we didn't even do a quiz today. We are we we will. I just can't. I, I need a second to regroup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a minute. Collect ourselves. We'll be back. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Great podcast so far. We're learning things. <laughs> so many questions. We're learning about people. But we have a special guest today. We have our special guest, Mikey Bags. Uh, Mikey Bags, since since you are a guest and we are your hosts, uh, we're gonna play this uh, movie quiz game, and you get to pick the you get to you get to pick the the subject matter. Is it gonna be action movies? Is it gonna be eighties and nineties, or is it gonna be comedy blockbusters? Action movies. Action movies. Here we go. Keep score at home because I never pay attention. Here we go. Number one, with a bullet, we always go uh, clockwise from uh, the top left from my screen. And today that is John Sandy. It usually is John Sandy. John, John's usually in the upper left corner. Uh, John Sandy, what uh, does Nicolas Cage's character try to steal in the movie National Treasure? What does he try to steal in the movie? Oh, hell. I never saw it. Um, trying to steal. Um... Is it the Constitution? <laughs> you are so close. It is the Declaration of Independence. Declaration of uh, Independence. Well, you were almost there. Justine, here's a here's an oddly uh, fitting question for you. Which 1994 action movie featured Natalie Portman in her movie debut? Ooh, movie debut. Mm-hmm. It would be um, The Professional. Correct. Leon. Correct. The Professional. Uh, she loves that movie. Just uh, Patrick, who stars as John Anderson, the head of the elite pre-crime law enforcement squad in Minority Report? Uh, the uh, first one mm-hmm. was uh, Tom Cruise, right? Correct. Michael Bagford. The Did they remake it? I thought they remade that one. No, as a TV show, yeah. Yeah, never mind. Michael Bagford in the movie Total Recall, what which planet does Arnold Schwarzenegger's character repeatedly dream about? In the movie what to- planet? What planet? I'm sorry. In the movie Total Recall, which Mars. planet? Yes, Bars. Jake, who plays the bride in Kill Bill? Who plays the bride in Kill Bill? The bride? Who plays the bride? God, fucking I in, in Kill Bill. Names too. I don't 
If it's not Emma Stone, I, I, picture, I picture her. I picture her. I see her face. Mm-hmm. I know. I know it. I you see, see her it, feet definitely. You're. Oh, you just said her name. You just said her name. Uh, oh yeah, Uma. Why are you picking it up, you cheater? No, I did. I, as I said it, as he was like, <laughs> "Oh, you." I'm like, "Oh wait." No. Yep, we got it. John Sandy, who played I? James Bond in Goldeneye, which was the name of his retreat in Jamaica? Ian Fleming's. Tr- it is uh, Pierce Brosnan. Correct. Justine, name Kira Knightley's character in the Pirates of the Caribbean movie franchise. Name Kira Knightley's character in the Pirates of the Caribbean movie franchise. Lady Sparrow? I don't know. No, Miss Elizabeth Swan. Correct, Patrick. Patrick, who starred as G.I. Jane in the 1970 movie? 1990, I don't know why I said 1970. In the 1997 movie of the same name, who starred as G.I. Jane in the 1997 she movie? Married, she married to Bruce Willis at one point. Yes. Uh, and her name is? And I can never remember. And she her, was in Ghost. Her name is? Um, her name is? Uh, uh, I can't think of it. I'm sorry. What was it? Um, Demi Moore. Correct. I got half of it. I think that counts. Michael Badford. Michael Bagford in the movie franchise John Wick uh, I'm sorry in the movie franchise John Wick is a retired hitman seeking vengeance for who's killing his puppy's killing that's right that's right Jake Sigourney Weaver plays Ellen Ripley in which 1986 Cameron sci-fi movie it was 86 Mm-hmm. 86 is Aliens. Correct. Mm-hmm. John, what is the name of Daisy Ridley's character in the Star Wars uh, The Force Awakens? What is the name of Daisy Ridley's character in Star Wars The Force Awakens? Ray. Correct. Ray Skywalker, don't forget. Ray Palpatine. Ray. No, she changed her name. Ray Palps. Palpatine. Ray Palps. Palpatine. Justine. <laughs> What is the name of the title character in the 2020 movie about Sherlock Holmes's rebellious younger sister, played by Millie Bobby Brown? Enola. That's Enola what? Whatever Holmes. Correct. I was like, whatever his last name is, Holmes. Uh, Patrick, which movie starring Russell Crowe contains the line, Are you not entertained? The Gladiator. Correct. Fucking great movie. Is it the Gladiator? It's just, just, I thought it was Gladiator. He, you can say it's like saying the Batman. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. That's a different movie. Uh, oh, for Christ's sake. Uh, thank you. <laughs> just because I didn't cheat like you. Mikey Bags. Hey. hey. Mikey Bags. Who played Charlie Cro- Croker? In the 1969 version of The Italian Job. Hey, up top, 1969. Who played Mike, Charlie Croker in the 1969 version of The Italian uh, Job? Steve McQueen? No, you're, you're close. It's the English Steve McQueen. That would be Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Did you, right. know, did you know that when Michael Caine says, says the phrase, Michael Caine, he's also saying his own first name? 
First and last. Thank Hey-o. you. Hello. Johnny. Memphis and Sway are both characters in which 2000 movie? Memphis and Sway are both characters in which 2000 movie? I'll give you a hint, John. It was a remake. It was a remake. It's Jake, I think, is next, right? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Jake. Memphis and Sway are both characters in which 2000 movie? Mm. Memphis and Sway. Easy. Oh. Oh. Gone in 60 seconds. Yeah, gone, gone in 60 seconds. Yes, you idiot. A Nicolas Cage masterpiece. Okay, The Gladiator. <laughs> Good. Wow. Got him. Got him. In which U.S. city, John, is the movie Bullet set? In which U.S. city, John, is the movie Bullet set? San Francisco. I was born there. I'm sorry? I was born there. San Francisco. I was born there. What's that from? You lost me. That uh, it's from uh, Star Trek Four. San oh, Francisco. right, right, right. I was born there. They should have. Re- they should have taken it back. To- <laughs> they should have run into Steve McQueen. <laughs> they should have taken it back to sixty-nine. Uh, hey, Justine, yeah. I have a question. Which two thousand four movie featured Denzel Washington and Dakota Fanning? Which two thousand four movie featured? Uh, Denzel Washington and Dakota Fanning. I don't think I saw it, whatever this is. Um, what has Denzel been in? Let, <laughs> that's another question. Let's play a question. Let's play a movie. What hasn't been. Let's play, yeah, let's play the, what has Denzel not been in. Are you ready? <laughs> uh, I have no idea. I've never, no, I don't know. Can I come up with a name? Sure. Bodyguard. Ooh, that is Kevin Costner. You, you know, you're close because he does play a bodyguard in this movie. It is called. I'm assuming because you said it was that. Uh, movie, which is a big star. It is so called. Probably. It is called Man on Fire. Whoa. The what Rid- is it called? Man on Fire. The Ridley Scott. Would have also accepted Burning Man. Hey, how you doing? That's the Wicker Man, hey. John. Um, That's right. Are you ready for this? Uh, almost called you Robert, uh, who is not here. Patrick, name Bruce Lee's character in Enter the Dragon. Uh, I do not know. Lee. Can't remember. Lee. Just Lee. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Something's happened to Mario's brain. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry for the coughing, guys. <clears throat> Uh, Michael Bagford, which movie was released first? The Born Supremacy or the Born Ultimatum? Born Supremacy or Born Ultimatum? Which came first? The Supremacy or the Ultimatum? I'll guess Supremacy. God dang, great guess. Great guess, Michael Bagford. An assassination attempt is made on which statesman in Day of the Jackal? Jake. Day of the Jackal. Day of the Jackal? And an assassination attempt is made on which statement? Statesman in Day of the Zajakal. Statesman? Um, I don't know. John, would you care to guess? Uh, Charles de Gaulle. Correct, John. Correct. John, what, what classic video game character has been portrayed by 
Alicia, uh, Alicia Vikander and Angelina Jolie. Uh, that's Laura Croft from Tomb Raider. Correct. Nice. Correct, John. Good job, John. Justine. Impressive, John. Impressive. Most impressive. If there's going to be, mm-hmm. come on, let's be real. If there's one video game jo- character John's going to know about, it's Laura Croft. For two reasons. It's true. The same two reasons we all know, guys. <laughs> same two reasons. Uh, John, or I'm sorry, uh, P- Justine. I almost said Patrick, then Justine. Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hardy starred in which historical action movie about fur hunting? Justine. Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hardy starred in which historical action movie about fur hunting? Fur hunting? Yes. Fur hunting. Apple bottom jeans, boots with the fur. What the fur? Don't rape me. Her. That's no, the Mr. Bear. <laughs> That's Don't the hint. rape me. Don't say that. <laughs> That's exactly what it is, though. Do you any guesses, Justine? Uh, nope. No guesses? Uh, probably, what is that movie? I, I never saw it. Blue Diamond? Red, Black, Diamonds? The Blood Red Diamond. Uh, this, is the one he got the, uh, this, this is the one he got the Oscar for. Yeah. He, they're, yeah they're, they're, they hunt bears in Blood Diamond. The Remnant? They're, oh, you're you close. The, you're close. The Revenant. I'll count it. I'll count it because nobody Remin- knows what a Revenant, Revenant is. The Remnant. Remnant. Uh, yeah, it's close enough. Patrick, Diamonds. Patrick, who, who stars along Will Smith in uh, alongside Will Smith in the Bad Boys movie series? Who stars? Uh, Martin Lawrence. That's right. Uh, Michael Bags, who starred as Face in the 2010 movie A Team? Uh, who stars as Face Man? In the 2010 version, never of saw that film. I'll, I'll guess Liam Neeson. Ooh, no, he was uh, he was Hannibal. He uh, was uh, was Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. And that's. I gonna, don't think anyone saw that movie. <laughs> Nobody went to go see that movie. That's going to end it. That's our that's our quiz today. That was our quiz. Uh, Michael Bagford. Is Jake doesn't name. get a question. Oh, Jake. Nope. I'm sorry, Jake. You're you're nope, right. I don't get a, Michael no, Bag. Michael Bag. Thanks. Thank you for being such a good guy. Uh, oh God, Jake! Name Han Solo's spacecraft from the Star Wars movie series. Oh God, it's you know. Just it's, say it. Just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just, <laughs> you just say just, just say it. Oh, uh, Millennium Falcon. Thank you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, ooh, um. Yeah, 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 yeah. Spare us the theatrics. Uh, we all won. We all won. The uh, the audience won. The audience won. They got Michael Bagford won. He was our guest. No, because I lost. Michael Bags, just go with the premise. What is wrong with you? Likes to make us look bad. Your questions were worth double. Yeah, your questions were worth double points. Especially with that eight. Is that shirt? Is that shirt from Wembley Stadium? Are you asking Justine? Yes. But her mute her mute buttons on. It was from Wembley. Yeah. When I went to their concert. Wait, you went to a Spice Girls concert? Well, we were in London. That's why we went to London because I, I bought we, tickets we, for we, a concert. We told that's that story. the only reason they went to London. Mar- we told that, we told that story <laughs> on the show. Best 
time I had was when I sat in a ramen bar all night by myself while they were at the concert, reading a book and enjoying a drink. Now, was there nobody else in there, like other other boyfriends or something, that wanted to get away? No, no, I, I stayed. They went out. I stayed uh, closer. Oh, around. you stayed in. I see. Yeah, I didn't they, go. The at the Hollywood Bowl, they, with, with, go ahead, Justine. All the guys there loved it, sang along and everything. But they were all gay, right? <laughs> Happy Pride Month from John Sandy. <laughs> I would never, I would never pay for myself to go. But if someone brought me, I'd have a good time. You wouldn't pay. Well, you to- know what? Um, when the Beatles no. played the Hollywood Bowl. Back in the 60s, when the Beatles played the Hollywood Bowl, there was a room just for the dads that had brought their daughters. So this whole room was filled with dads going, I don't know, what are you doing here? I took my daughter, what are you doing here? <laughs> I took my daughter. How they were probably you? listening to Perry Como. And Mario was there. Mario was in that room, even though, we, even though he wasn't born yet. Spiritually, I was in that room. The kinks shaking their head, saying, yes. No, they, those dads weren't listening. Those dads were not listening to the kinks. Those dads were listening to Perry Como. Or, <laughs> or, uh, when the kinks played, every dad was out front going, this is pretty fucking good. Yeah, thank you. No, they were all, they were also the same dads. They were listening to, uh, you know. <laughs> same dads. They were, listening to, they were listening to Marty Robbins or something, you know. Out in Dean the out in the West Andy Texas Williams. town of El Paso, I fell in love with a Mexican girl. What? You're listening to Creedence Clearwater Revival. CCR baby. Mm-hmm. CCR, <laughs> greatest American rock band of all time. Uh, you know, just to, I would it'd be pretty tough to argue with that phrase. <laughs> What's that? Uh, ah, interesting. No, I'm uh, getting some uh, better, a, better, than Creed, better than Creedence. Huh? Greatest yes. American rock band. Wow, that's a bold statement. They are the greatest uh, noodling rock band. Just we're gonna get up. <laughs> <laughs> noodling. I think it's it's uh, it's bold to I'm just well, it's bold to aware. just I'm it's, sure that <laughs> it's it's bold to just go on tour and warm up for three hours uh, every every night. That's. That's you got a jam, man. And they, hey, look, it has and, tonics. I have my Grateful Dead and Fish and Dave Matthews band. Oh, hey, I got one for you, Mike. Who would you pick uh, uh, to see live between the Grateful Dead and the Allman Brothers? Who would you pick? Grateful Dead. Sorry, hmm. I'm just wondering because that that is one um, jam band that I do like is uh, Allman Brothers. I, I could take that. I could take you know Allman? 25 minutes of them noodling about. Yeah. Allman, all men, all men. Mm-hmm. The Allman Brothers. Allman Brothers. It's like Mr. Allman Brothers. Yeah. Not Allman. What did I miss? The, did I miss the no. joke? And the Allman Brothers. Jake keeps saying Allman. Uh, when they were kids, the, their original band, their original band, they called themselves the Allman Joys. <laughs> That's for sure. And somebody said, "You're you're fucking kidding me." How about the Allman Brothers? Allman Joys. So gross. What? Toys. And when Greg Allman did that horrible album with Cher, it's called All Man and Woman. I know. That's got to be. Just, you know, that was in the cutout bins. The, the week that came out, it was in the cutout bins. I kid you not. It was straight in the cutout bins. You know, I, I can't even imagine what Ugh. that would sound like. I can't either. I don't think anybody ever played it. You believe in love That was a that was a weird uh, couple right there. Well, Paul working up. 
I don't know. <laughs> There's a great show on YouTube called Train Records, where uh, the guy talks about like horrible records, and that uh, Greg Allman and Cher is on that. I'm gonna. Oh, yeah, what's that. it called? Train Wreckers. Train Wreckers. Yeah. It has That's a, a Ran Halen Free is an episode. Um, mm, there's a concept yeah. album that Edgar Winter did for Scientology that's on there. Oh my God. I got to check this out. I got to check this out. That's a great name. Uh, tra- tra- train Records. That's <laughs> great. Oh my God. Uh, I love it. Do you believe in love? Thank you. That's my share. No? Trips. Trips and trees. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a, you know, it's crazy. Those are both like number one hits. Uh, unfucking believable. <laughs> My favorite, a, favorite song by her was her Folgers commercial. She's had a number one hit every decade uh, from the 60s to the 2000s. She's had a number one record every decade. That is unbelievable. Crazy. She's, she's good. But you haven't answered or, the question, John. <laughs> What's that? You have not answered the question. Well, what's the question? Do you believe in love <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Just sing, sing into the blender. Mm. She has a good voice. Uh, mm. Well, if she, you know, very I, could, I, could, I could take it if she wasn't singing into a blender or a my, vacuum cleaner. My <laughs> dad was a huge fan of the Sonny mm. and Cher TV show. The variety mm, show. Not alone. <laughs> that was a, huge... a hit. He was not a yeah. Well, you know what they were? I, they were funny when they did the sketches. Terry Gar was a regular on that show. The sketches were funny. I don't think either one of them are particularly a good singer, but it was really about the variety show format. You know, get out there, tell some jokes, right. do the monologue, right? So the seven. I know some people liked her singing. You know, the... Mario, you didn't share your love for her with your dad. Uh, when I was a kid, I thought it, the show was funny. I wanted to watch the Muppets, but uh, you know, whatever. Uh, variety sh- <laughs> variety shows were like the last. The, the seventies were like the last gasp of the variety oh, show, and there was a lot of them. Everybody there, had everybody had their own show. There was Tony a ton Orlando of, and Don, Captain and Tennille. Everybody got yeah. their own variety show. I remember Captain and Tennille. I remember. I remember Tony. I remember all those shows. My dad was a yeah. sucker for a variety show. Uh, but he grew up in yeah. the days of vaudeville, so for him it was probably like, "Hey, this reminds you of being a kid, you know? I'm going to see some you know, comedy." You nailed it. That was the last gasp to come out, do a song, do a little dancing, come out with you know, do a little monologue, and then have some comedy. That's really you're right. It goes all the way back to vaudeville. Mm-hmm. That was a tried and true format, and really in the '70s, that's the last. That is the last gasp. Right. What kills it is Saturday Night Live. It's a whole different thing. Right. You know, it's more of a history hipster sensibility no more tap dancing no more soft shoe it's right. just do a sketch then bring out the band right you know right and then uh you know what sunny and share they got the the beat goes on god that's a terrible song no 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 that's turn the beat around <laughs> they had their own right no they're, they're and the beat goes on it's terrible it's a terrible song Mm-hmm. Uh, turn the beat around Did is not a not a great song. Oh, there we go, Starland Vocal Band. You know who would love that is Jake. What is it? The Starland Afternoon Delight. Starland Vocal oh, Band. Yeah, 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 yeah. You would love that shit, Jake. It's right up your they alley. Started giving variety shows to people that had one hit. They had their own show. They had one hit. 
Captain you know, and Tennille. That's when you knew you were in trouble. <laughs> Two live cruise variety shows. <laughs> <laughs> and now here they are doing their smash hit. She's so horny. Dang a dang a dang dang a dang a dang. All right, guys, let's get to the movie. Since we're talking about uh, two live crew, uh, you, of all the movies that uh, Brent could not join us for, I'm really this is the the one that uh, we really needed him for. But you know, I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna have a good time. We're gonna we're gonna soldier on because this is a great film. It's uh, we're of course talking about Friday, and uh, Patrick is gonna take it away with some information as we enter Friday release the digital on movie club. Uh, April twenty second, uh, twenty sixth, excuse me, nineteen ninety five. Is that directed a Friday? by F. Gary Gary. Uh, got a 7.2 on IMDb, a 76% on Rotten Tomatoes, with a whopping budget of... Sorry, I have to scroll real quick. No worries. Uh, ba, 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 $3.5 million it grossed worldwide. Anybody want to guess? It came out what day, sir? But, and, April 26, uh, 1995. Ninety-five. Take your take out. Check out your perpetual calendar. See if that was. That a Friday. wasn't even a Friday. That was a missed opportunity. Jesus. Mm. Um. What are your guys' guesses? How much did it make? It cost three million to make it. Three point five. Twenty. It was a hit. Um, I'm going to say uh, fifty million. Justine. 45. Mikey Bags? 40. Jake, what did you say? 20. John says 50. I'm going to say 50, I'm going to say 55. 51. 28.2 oh. million. Dollars. So, huge success. It Jake like looked it, up. it it quintupled its money. Is that true, Jake? Yeah. You'll never know. You'll never know. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, did, did anyone see this? I did not see this in theaters, although it was huge at the oh, time it no. came out. I did not see this. I missed it. Uh, but this is this is this is one of the things where it was like ice cubes in a movie, uh, <laughs> like a comedy. comedy? <laughs> uh, yeah, ice cubes in a comedy. Uh, and then he, you know, turns out he wrote and directed it too. So. Uh, who had uh, is it, had anyone seen this theatrically? No, I'm assuming no. Not in theaters, but I've seen it several times. Uh, who had never seen this movie? I had never seen it. Oh, really, Jake and John? So, Jake, let's start with you, buddy. Wow! Give us your initial reaction to uh, to Friday. What was it like watching it for the very first time? Um, I, it was just a lot of fun to watch Chris Tucker and Ice Cube on stage mm-hmm. or on uh, on screen. They have a really good. Uh, and just like just this, the wild and wacky fucking characters in the neighborhood is just a lot of fun to watch. Fucking <laughs> was it um, Debo? <laughs> They're all hiding their shit. Yeah, here they're in there busting into the neighbors, busting into the neighbor's house because you got Smokey to come. Them. Like just like the craziest shit. Miss Parker. Crazy shit to have this, Miss Parker. <laughs> who was the who was the, Bernie Mac was the pastor. Yep. Hi, Miss Parker. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> who was the um? Who was the husband? 
Oh, the uh, Miss Parker. Tony uh, Cox, Mr. Parker. Yes. Um, I can't remember his name. Tony but, Cox. Then you had Stanley, the next door neighbor. The, mm-hmm. Stealing shit. Just like, it's just like all the shit going on is so absurd, but <laughs> it's just, it's so funny. Uh, Love it. It's great. Did, a lot of fun. Did you have a favorite character? Um, I really liked, was it, was it, was it Stanley, the guy who's like, um, he's like stealing, just stealing shit from everybody? No, that's Debo. No, not, or, um. Stanley's the guy with a lawn. Stanley's the guy with a lawn. They they break into his house. Who's the guy who caught, who's the guy who caught Smokey taking a shit? Oh, the crackhead. Uh. Fuck, what's his name? Easel? Ezel? Ezel? Oh, Ezekiel. Ezekiel? Yeah. Oh, he's so, he was so funny. Hey, yo, Smokey, taking a shit over here. (laughs) I'm not going to tell anybody else. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Beautiful. John, what did you think? I've never having seen it. You know what it felt like in a way? uh, It's kind of like Quirks. It's one day. Right. Mm-hmm. One day, at a, just like the whole neighborhood, you basically got one street. Most of the day, they're just sort of like on that one street. Right. Uh, sort of sitting on the porch and just watching all these uh, <laughs> crazy eccentrics. And uh, <laughs> so in a way, it kind of felt like the flip side of Clerks, you know? Right. Um, I never, uh, you know, I never found Chris Tucker funny. I, I didn't like, I didn't particularly like him in Rush Hour, uh, the Rush Hour movies. I thought he he was awful in um, The Fifth Element. Even though I love The Fifth Element, I thought he was really hard to take. In this movie, very funny in this movie. So now I get what all the shouting's about when people say Chris Tucker is funny. I get it because he's really so funny in this. But um, it's just great the way uh, he plays off of Ice Cube. You know, right. The two of them together, that's just uh, a perfect setup. You know? I love it. What I love about it, too, is for Ice Cube, for, you know, for all of his, you know, his persona as a rap artist not afraid to be kind of the butt of a couple of jokes you know yeah uh, yeah one of my favorite lines one of my favorite lines in there is when he says he says they they said i i, I stole box he said how are you gonna get fired on your day off he said he said they said they got me on camera stealing boxes and he says what are you doing building a clubhouse <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what that was? That line, that line, because they say it, people say it through the whole movie. It's like, how you get fired on your day off? That was the, uh, I'm not even supposed to be here today. You know? Right. That was right. like the, the running line. You know? Right. <laughs> right. Uh, I, lo- uh, you know, th- this movie has a very particular feel to it. And, uh, John, you probably lived, you know, John, you, we, we lived on streets. And I'm not even going to try to say that, you know, the street where I lived. I mean, I lived in a kind of a kind of a dicey neighborhood, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't quote unquote the hood. And uh, but if you've lived in a neighborhood like that, like a tight knit neighborhood where all the neighbors know each other and people are out in front of their houses and uh, yeah, you chill on your porch. People, people are chill. This has when I was growing up. Yeah, this has that feeling. This is real. Every neighborhood has that guy. Every neighborhood has like I can name people on my old street that kind of match up with different. Like you know, they, oh yeah, yeah. You know, there's yeah. a there's a stereotype. Like on our street, we had a guy who was a tailor who had like uh, he would do work out of his garage. So if like it was your first communion or something, your mom would drag you over there, and he would you know 
measure you for a suit and make a suit for you for your first communion and do all this. Stuff. And there was a lady that there was like the one mom that everybody was afraid of. She would like she had no problem like you know smacking other people's kids. And then there was the the really we had people across the street who were like Stanley who were you know. Uh, you know, pristine lawn and the very, you know, very, you know, <laughs> kids were always well-dressed and, you know, and uh, so there was always, you know, there's people, you know, people outside every day working on their motorcycle or, you know, driving up and down. And then my brother's outside playing football with her. So it kind of felt like that. And if you sit there long enough, you get to see, you know, the, like you said, it's like a cast of eccentrics going by every single day. And you, you just got and the, that's what makes you know, and then there's somebody that um, every street has got somebody who really is just sitting by the window all day. Maybe it's an old lady. Maybe it's somebody who can't get out. But there is somebody usually in a neighborhood. All they're doing is watching out the window like it's television. They're just taking in <laughs> everybody's coming and going right. and the craziness and right. yeah, everybody's habits and what they're doing. And you hope that that's the first person to call the cops if somebody's breaking in your, right. your house. You know? <laughs> in our first apartment complex, there was a woman named Barbara. Justine, you have a question or a comment or a concern. Ice Cube and the director stated that they modeled the movie after the movie Clerks. Oh, wow. Oh, no kidding. How about that? Well, there you go. There you go, well, Josh. Great job. That's what makes the ending of this one so dramatic is that the whole, the whole street is there. This is going down and somebody's going to get hurt. And the whole street's out front of their house watching it go down, you know? Right. Uh, yeah, what I do love about it is there is a nice uh, message in the movie. And there's kind of a, there's a, a lot of heart in the, you know, where you get this, yeah. the, the, the scene he says, you know, with, with his dad, I love the scene. Cause you know, John Witherspoon's playing it strictly for laughs at the beginning. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, He's yeah. kind of this goofy yeah. dad character, but when it comes down to it, he tells him, you know, he's like, son, you know, he said, what is it? There's a great line. He goes, all of you guys are afraid to take an ass whooping. He's like, everybody needs a gun. He's like, you know, yeah. this is how we settled it when I was a kid, you know? And then he has to fight Debo. And uh, yeah. that fight, look, I yeah. love that because that looks like a real, like, two people in the neighborhood just going at it. Yeah, you know? it, it doesn't look. Shit nearby. <laughs> yeah. It does look like that, you know. Uh, and, uh, you know. Real fights aren't cinematic. There's a lot of, it's messy. Right. People grabbing whatever's handy. You right, know? right, right, right. And Debo is terrifying, though. Oh, my God. Yep. Uh, he, ha- he sure had it coming. <laughs> Justine, what did you, what do you think it's of this so film? That- what were you going to say, John? I'm sorry. It was so great. What? No, nothing. All I was going to say is it's so funny that he turns up as the president. In, in Fifth uh, Element. Fifth Element. <clears throat> that's right. You got two. Fifth- like, My God, that's the guy that played the president in Fifth Element. <laughs> What's great about it for casting for Fifth Element. They're like, let's get everybody who was in Friday and we'll put them in here. In different- yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Uh, Justine. There was Ice-T in Fifth Element. Uh, Is the chicken blue? You're up. Oh, oh no! I just wanted. I just wanted. Like I just wanted no, Jake wanted to bring the. On? Jake wanted to bring the show to a halt, so I'm letting him do it. Yeah. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Carry on. Mission accomplished. Thank you, <laughs> Justine. <clears throat> How you doing? Good. Good to check in with you. What are you having for lunch there? You you were. In um, dr- I have a water. Slush. Oh, watermelon slushy. Where'd you get that from? Uh, Boba Place nearby. Oh, Boba Fett. Yep. Free rides here. Boba Fett where? No, there's a 
There's no free rides. No free rides, buddy boy. <laughs> Justine, talk to me about Friday. What was your first experience with it? How do you feel about it? Um, I watched this in high school, but I'm like rewatching it. I confused it with um, next Friday. I confused it with the second one. Like I, I put two together in my head. Um, Cause I think that's the one with the, with the guy and the girl with the boobs and right. That's the moment. He goes to live, to he, he goes to live with his aunt and his uncle. In, uh, in, Rancho. in Rancho Cucamonga. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I always remember, because I always thought of Friday with Rancho. I was like, oh, that's weird. But I, I didn't realize that was next Friday. But mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he goes to live in Rancho. and <laughs> <laughs> that's, my, that's my favorite Friday. Okay. Did you like this one, though? Um, yeah, this one was great. I think, uh, I think it's way better than Clerks. Oh, and I thought that the whole time I was watching, I'm like, oh, this is like what clerks were trying to do, but better. Ooh. Wow, why can't we like both? I can't. Justine, um, the acting is better in this, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the difference. Yeah. Um, the movie was good. I side with the sister, his sister Regina King, and the mom. That's the movie. So, why do you? Yeah. What do you mean you side with? So you would have shot. So you would have shot Debo to, to protect your son. Yeah, no. that's what they were screaming. Yeah, shoot his ass, Craig. <laughs> that's true. At the end, mm-hmm. it got really serious at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always remember the bathroom, but I think there was more bathroom scenes in the second one than this. Oh, one. when he's like, "You're kidding!" They doubled down on the bathroom. Hundred <laughs> percent. Come in here. Come in here. Come in here. I think he got fired, and then I think of Rancho, and I think of the bathroom. I always think of him being in the bathroom, the dad, and like just thinking place and doing the huge spray down but i, I mean that's that's one of the most endlessly quotable lines ever don't ever go back in there for about 30 45 minutes <laughs> i don't want to go in there for 30 45 mind is that patrick and i watched the next one after so i still see both movies in my head oh, like, well really that's because yeah, we you, all three. that's because you know about those bootleg snacks <laughs> Hostess, tw- Twinkies that explode in your mouth, glitter. <laughs> his cousin's so good. We'll get to that movie eventually, but his cousin's so good at being afraid of his girlfriend. Oh man, ridiculous. Um, yeah, I. Uh, th- th- I'm, w- well, let's get to uh, let's get to let's get to Mikey bags. Mikey, where do you where do you feel about Friday? Uh, this is a pretty good comedy. Um, my brother used to watch this a lot back in the 90s. Uh-huh. So I've seen parts of it many, many times. So I could probably piece it together. But I think this is the first time I sat down and watched it from, from top be- to bottom. Okay. What are your thoughts? Uh, like Justine said, this is a much better version of Clerks. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It feels more fleshed out than Clerks did. Mm-hmm. There's actually a protagonist that I like. And the protagonist friend is not as annoying as the guy in Clerks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yep. You seem to kind of learn a lesson 
and Friday <laughs> we're resting clerks. I don't like all these shots going out here. Yeah, well, shots fired. <laughs> Seriously, like yeah. we're just being like fuck clerks. They're like they're like smoke. Although, they're like Smokey standing on top of the garage, just brat brat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm more of a mall rats guy, smoke. clerks guy. Okay, well we're going yeah, to mall. We'll yeah, get mall rats was funny. We'll yeah. get to mall rats. We will get there. Uh, but you didn't. I've never seen that, but I like the way Mikey is talking, so I like Malrex too. Oh wow! Okay, very good, Mike. You're, uh, you, you obviously you have great power over people. I think Justine would like Malrex better too because it's more of a traditional film. It's more of a movie. Well, and yeah, yeah, it has like comic, you know, it has comic book elements and stuff. So it'd be more up Justine's alley, right? Clerk, um, just a student film. That's yeah. it. It feel it still feels like a student film, yeah. I will say this about Friday. The the older I get, the more I noticed just uh, the awkward inserts. Uh, there are a lot of awkward just close-ups of people reacting, and you're not quite sure what they're reacting to. That is kind of a thing here that happens a lot in this. But it's not enough to ruin it. I just notice it more as, you know, the, when you watch it a lot, you're like, oh, that was a weird way to insert a reaction shot, you know, that d you didn't necessarily need, but... That's very small. That's like saving a take. I think that's usually saving a take that they didn't have like a connecting shot or they didn't right. have a second shot. Right. And again, low budget. I, I don't hold it against the movie, but I, I notice it a lot. Um, what I do love about this movie is, like you said, John, it takes place in the in the course of one day, and uh, and there are some high, there are some high stakes at the end, and you're not expecting it to kind of be that way. You're not quite sure because at first it just feels like a day in the life movie, and then there is a little bit of a message. But it, uh, one main difference with Clerks is that there's more than one antagonist because you have Big Worm, you have Debo, yeah. you have you know there's <laughs> you know it's it's there's danger on all sides, really. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so and, and I, I feel like that this movie captured the idea of like something that was like you know probably done more serious in a movie like Boys in the Hood or something where like you know there's danger everywhere and this movie kind of does it in a in a very lighthearted way but it kind of gets the same message across, you know, because obviously they're, you know, you know, they, they escape, uh, everything with big worm only to, you know, have Debo appear and, you know, all that stuff. So I, I kind of yeah. like the way that they're never quite out of the, uh, out of the, uh, fire, you know? So, yeah. So, but Mikey, did you, uh, did you laugh, uh, end it pretty much most of the time? Yeah, there's uh, plenty of times where I laughed. Right. Uh, Chris Tucker kind of got on my nerves sometimes, but he's kind of tearing down this film as opposed to some of his later stuff. Right. I I like the soundtrack on this pretty well. Right. So I'm into uh, mid '90s rap. So heck yeah, this is like the Grateful Dead of uh, mid '90s rap. This uh, soundtrack. <laughs> That word, that phrase has never been uttered. Before. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not. I just yeah, wanted you know, to. Like I just wanted to say that. that. Uh, this soundtrack's kind of like. Uh, yeah, this is yeah. like. Uh, this, and you did. This is like the Bertha of uh, mid '90s rap. Uh, hey, there's a dead. Hey, how about that, huh? There's a Grateful Dead. Yeah. How about that, Mike? You mm. didn't think I knew that, huh? Did you? Did you? Mm. I impressed Michael back. What are you, George C. Scott? All of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'll see the big board. Did, did you? And then touch Mike. He's attacking him. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't be best friends because you guys are... Don't think you're best friends because you both like mall rats now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a movie I've never seen yet. Right, you're all defending it. 
Love it. And if you don't like it because that bad mouth works. Ah, there you go. Give me a give me your favorite scene, Mikey. What was your favorite scene in the film? Favorite scene in the movie. I thought it was funny when uh, Ice Cube's character got high off the joint. Right. <laughs> uh, and did you have a favorite song on the soundtrack? Uh, Dr. Dre's Keep Your Heads Ringing. There you go, yeah. That's it. When they're rolling down the street in the in the Pinto. Off to get to off to the market. <laughs> I fell. <laughs> what does he say? He's like, I'm gonna get 150,000, but I'll take 20 just to. Uh... <laughs> yeah, <that'd be> <laughs> I'll take 20 bucks just to not say anything. Uh, Jake, did you have a favorite scene? Um, it was the scene after Craig got really high and then, um, they were hanging out in the living room and what's her name came over. Um, oh God. Or no, no, it was, it was right before that it was in the kitchen where he like opened up the, opened up the cabinet and he saw a worm in there. <laughs> Patrick. Uh, favorite scene has to be when, um, uh, Smokey is retelling his story about how he accidentally smokes angel dust. <laughs> That's a rider. great, <laughs> the time he's running down the street and chasing him. Uh, oh, so good. Morocco, Cococo, Morocco, uh, and then, uh, that always makes me laugh when he's making fun of the. Uh, when he's making fun you of the know cholos. they're in L.A. Like you, that just puts you <laughs> for sure. in L.A. at that point. For sure. Like, <laughs> Justine? Um, I like the part when Devo's asleep and then they pick up his underwear and, and, and mess with that. That was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> John? Uh, I love the whole thing when uh, that girl says she's going to show up looking like Janet Jackson. <laughs> yeah, <he's> just like... <laughs> He just flips out. You were not. Said you she said she looked eight? like Janet. <laughs> What's that? You said you may have ate Janet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That whole thing. Don't ever, 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 ever. <laughs> <Come back. laughs> I'm glad you liked Chris Tucker, John. I'm glad you kind of turned the corner on him with this movie. Well, I always thought I don't get why people find him funny, but in this movie, he's very funny. So there you go. Uh, yeah, he does the whole thing where he's just twitching. Involuntarily, because the angel just. Oh, so good. Just, oh yeah, I, I ain't never been the same since. <laughs> <laughs> Justine, what were we gonna say, Boo Boo? Huh? What were we gonna say? Yeah. Oh, what? Have to start his career. Is this his? Uh, this is like his second movie, right? Something like that. Yeah. I think my favorite. Thi- I think from. The- I, I think my favorite thing is when he's standing on the roof and he's shooting and he's like you can't fuck with Smokey and then they shoot back and he starts screaming <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh, boy that scene all where they're that stuff with, all that stuff with Mrs. Parker they're <laughs> just all damn <laughs> uh, yeah the whole the whole thing about the, the older the berry the sweeter the juice and he's like, yeah. it's the blacker the berry. That's not what it is. <laughs> <laughs> the darker the berry, that's what you the juice. Uh, uh, yeah, they do. They do make a really good team, and and you know it's funny that that uh, 
he has to kind of be the straight man. Ice Cube kind of has that's to be the straight man. But that's why it works. It's so sad that he's. I mean, I love the cousin, but it's so sad that he's not in the next. Movie. Right, 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 right. It yeah, just it's like it, it. Those movies would have been elevated so much more. You need that energy. Yeah, you need like the rapport between the two of them. It just. Like, I would have loved to have seen it. Maybe he's not in the second one, but come back for the third, you know? Right. I guess by that time, he's doing the Rush Hour movies, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. right. Yeah. He's just too big, I guess. <laughs> they, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's just something about the, the, the character of Smokey uh, where Chris Tucker plays him in a different way than, and so it, 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 uh, yeah. it, it ends up, it works better. I think it works, it works much better. But uh, yeah, I love this movie. And, uh, Again, uh, just great slice, little, little slice of life movie, and very funny. Absolutely. And you know, you know, and almost, almost like a modern day Cheech and Chong, in in a way. Yeah, very it, much. Very, like, I think I'm starting to realize I really like like day in the life slice of life movies. Yeah, this clerks uh, do the right thing. Yeah, all they, of them really good movies. They can be very well like, done. Uh, you know, um, you didn't like kind of works. It kind of works the way like road movies, you know, because you're kind of like you've got a couple people and it's like how they respond over the course of a day or two. Right. So a day in the life. What's that? Pulp Fiction is like that. It's kind of scrambled up. Yeah, that's about one or two days. It's all scrambled up. Yeah. You know, it is like that, too. uh, Patrick is uh, even though it's a it's a different take on it is uh, Dog Day Afternoon is kind of one day. It all takes place in one day and and. uh, True. Taking of Pelham one and, two three uh, takes place in one day. That, you know what? Hundred percent. I'll throw that on the list. Takes place. That's a slice of life, right there. Uh, assault. Uh, assault. Mm-hmm. Assault well, on precinct thirteen uh, takes place in it's one. The night. illusion that it's um, it's the illusion that it's real time. You know. I think what it is is it makes it feel more real. Like you, yeah. you feel a lot. It's a lot easier to be transported in that world. Absolutely. It's kind of in a single day because you feel like you're experiencing a day with them. So right. You have a semblance yeah. of time that associates directly with you. Yeah, you're right. There's a vibe you can't get uh, if you're telling a story over a longer period of time. Yeah. American Graffiti, same thing. That's the reason I love it is, well, one yeah. of the reasons I love it is as the sun, you know, it starts with, it's like dusk and by the time it ends, it's like the sun coming up. So yeah. it's basically, you know, 12 hours, basically. Patrick loves Slice of Life. Patrick that. hates that movie because it has greasers in it. He likes every... Yeah, I hate it. I no, he loves it. Yep. Well, Man. anyway. Well, I, I love Slice of that's Life. That's the basic... The reason, the reasons I don't like that one is it's because it's a coming-of-age story, and I hate coming-of-age stories. I see. Boy, so you just... Don't, you'll, don't you come will, of age in a 12-hour period. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick had to grow up fast if you never got to the door. Is that true? Don't come of age. Assault on Precinct 13 takes place over in one night. Uh, yeah, that's the Poseidon Adventure. Is Die Hard a coming of age story? Die Hard. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the reuniting of a family story. Uh, mm. it, it's, also, it's also the story of, about a man who was uh, unable to kill, suddenly being able to kill children again. So that's uh, there's a redemption story in there. Justine, let's talk about it. Uh, Mrs. Parker was chosen for the part because Ice Cube saw her on The Price is Right, and she was one of Barker's beauties. At the uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> company, in quotes, Parker. that sister. Was that? She was four years 
She was 43 years old at that time. Mm. Good for Ice Cube, man. Uh, one of Barker's beauties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, Miss Barker. <laughs> uh, you know, John, John, you know, you remember, uh, you remember our friend Fest Parker, TV's Daniel Boone. <laughs> yes. You know, he has a winery. <clears throat> he has a winery up in uh, Santa Barbara. Very popular winery. I think we sell some of his wine. Yeah. yeah. Anytime I see it on the shelves, I always go, hey, Fest Parker. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. I will say that. I'll go, hey, uh, Fest Parker. Mm. She should be on the label. You know, like. <laughs> Miss oh, Parker, Barker's Beauties. Let's let's rank Friday. Let's talk about it. I want to rank. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you your. <clears throat> I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna go to you, and then when I say it, say your favorite line from the movie. Are you ready? I'm gonna give you give me your favorite line, <laughs> Jake. Rank it and give me your favorite line. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, I'm hurt. My neck. My back, my neck, and my back. <laughs> Hold on, you can sell it right now for twenty bucks. Uh, Man, get your punk ass. Uh, you ain't, you ain't even uh, I'll give it an eight. Eight, uh, Mikey Bags. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> um, why did I break this? Hopefully, I don't rate it the same or lower than Clark. So I'm going to give this an eight. All right. Do you have a favorite line? Um, I can't think of a line right now. Damn it, Patrick! I don't know why I always like freeze up when you uh, give me a line from the movie. I know I, it's a lot of work. I, I I hate to do that to you, but I'm I'm a jerk. You didn't though. preface that. Well, that's what's part of it. spontaneity. Spontaneity. Here's the thing: he does it almost every time. We keep it. We keep it. We keep it loose. We keep it loose. He keeps it loose. We keep it loosey goosey. Patrick. Uh, I mean, I wasn't asked, but I always have enjoyed this movie. Uh, I saw this when I was much younger. Uh, and it, it, Patrick, it let's talk, Patrick, let's no, no, talk no, no, about no, you. Okay. Let's talk about you for a second. Okay, okay. Tell me how you okay. first discovered this movie. Uh, I, I apologize. I, and I saw it late night, uh, on HBO one night. And just uh, laughing your heads off. And it's, yeah, it was as a kid, it was fantastic. And as I got older, the message was fantastic being able to, you know, like they do a good job of really driving the point home and kind of how, difficult and how a single moment can absolutely change someone's life like he could have pulled the trigger or didn't pull the trigger like right. such a huge moment for him um but it's it's endlessly funny from chris tucker to uh the father like the two of them absolutely steal the movie I, I surprisingly surprisingly that. serious and a good relationship yes uh, yes i mean he it it's a very typical of a, you know, this is my house. I pay the bills. Don't, you know, you get to eat my food. You get a roof over your head, but like, I'm going to get the good shit still. Right, right, right. And uh, I love that it's yeah, all dependent. I love that it's dependent on him having a job. Like it's fine. Yeah. He's going to put up with some bullshit as long as the kid has a job, but the kid doesn't have a job. So now it's time to, you know, uh, 
he says uh, one of my favorite I... one of my favorite lines when he's talking about his duties is like he's like he's like look at that paper there and he has he's like dog catcher he's like he goes why would i want to be a dog she goes like what are you talking about he's like he's like he goes i get a dog i kick a dog that is my pleasure <laughs> Oh, when he talks about getting bit in the ass by a dog. Right. It's, just, uh, it's always fun. Uh, and he's, he, if he was not in the two, the two following movies, they would not be nearly as good. Like he, again, steals the film. You need the, you need John Witherspoon. Yep. Yeah. The he's, great he's John Witherspoon. The great. Um, I, uh, I give this movie a 10. A 10 from Patrick. Yep. Yeah, oh. ten. I love this movie. Give me your favorite line, uh, Patrick. Oh, it's always don't go in there for about 30, 45 minutes. You're right. <laughs> don't nobody go in there for 30, 45 minutes. Justine? Anytime I leave the bathroom, I think that to myself. Yeah, yeah. I definitely. up a window right after that. Yeah. <laughs> Justine? Um, I give it a nine. Dang. Wow. And uh, give it, uh, give me the... Give me your uh, quote. Your quote. <clears throat> I had to look it up. Ready? Mm-hmm. Every time I come in the kitchen, you you're in the kitchen. kitchen. <laughs> yeah. the refrigerator, eating up all the food, all the chitlins, <laughs> all the pig's feet, all, all the, the hog maws, all the hog maws. <laughs> I want to eat them chitlins. <laughs> I like. I like pig's I feet. Like pig's feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. You need a lot of lips packing while you're saying when you do it. Mm-hmm. He's eating something. I don't know what he's eating, but it's he's like... He's eating chicken. He's eating like... It's a, like early in the like, morning. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's first thing in the morning. And he's because like, I know, I think he points at him with it too. Uh, John? I give it a seven. And my favorite line is... Uh, my favorite line is actually the scene where... Uh, Smokey's counting the 200 off of like $60. <laughs> <laughs> He's all 20, 40, 60. Then he flips it over. And, you know, you know, it's like 90, 100, 120. <laughs> so great. That's, that's classic. That's like right out of Ab. <laughs> uh, you give it a seven, John. I like that. That's a nice, solid score for a movie you've never seen. Holds up well. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to I, I give Friday an eight, solid eight. And my favorite line is, you better put some water on that shit uh, <laughs> with the cereal because that is something that my cereal? that is something yeah. my dad oh. would have said. That is, that is yeah. like right out yeah. of my dad's playbook right there. Like, you yeah. better put some water on that shit. <laughs> yeah. As a kid, you can't imagine eating it without milk. And they're just like, no, something. <laughs> no. <laughs> just turn on the faucet. <laughs> That's oh. such a dad line. And uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, so great. Uh, just you better put some water on that shit. <laughs> Make makes me laugh every time. Uh, but yeah, Smokey, Chris, Chris Tucker, everybody great. All the side characters are good. Um, the kid knocking over the trash cans. There's always oh, some. When they finally catch him. It's so satisfying. Oh, so good. I like when they chase after him and he's all, ah, stop, stop. And then the second he realizes he's out of danger, <laughs> he just starts talking shit again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my favorite scene has no dialogue. It's where the guy gets punched and then runs to his car. When he gets not, not, not when he gets punched, when he takes when he takes the yeah when he runs to his car and his arms are at his side. That that oh, scene makes isn't me. It's 
so satisfying <laughs> when he punches Debo at the end of the film. I know. It's yeah. like, yeah. my mama gave me that chain. Yeah, he takes the chain and he just runs away. Oh, Debo. <laughs> Why is Debo so terrifying? Oh. God, he's scary. He's big dude. Mm-hmm. Tiny Lister, R.I.P. R.I.P. Tiny Lister. Uh, what a great show. Next week, we're going to do El Mariachi. So we're going to... Easy E died. What's up? The movie came out a month after Easy E died. Mm. Bye, Justine. And with that, Justine signs off. Oh, there she's, back. there she's back. Next week, El Mariachi. We have to go back and uh, we have to go back to '93 yeah. a little bit. All right, El Mariachi. Oh, good. That means, for those of you that don't speak Spanish, it means the mariachi. There you go. How about that? You know what that means? We watch that, and then we get to watch Desperado. Desperado's coming up soon. Ooh. Desperado. So we're we're John, do you prefer do you, Hayek. John? Do you prefer Desperado by the Eagles or by Linda Ronstadt? <laughs> I have never really been crazy about that song, but I prefer the Linda Ronstadt version. Yeah, that's my favorite song by the by my least favorite band. It's my second least favorite band. <laughs> Do you fucking hate the Eagles? Oh my god, I hate them. Mm. at the Hotel California. I think I told what you. A lovely place. I think I told you the story, John, what when they when they re when they refurbished the Forum, the uh, Eagles uh, yes. opened there, and uh, they, they yeah, were like that's the. Right. And uh, my brother called me very excitedly and said, hey, we went to see the Eagles last night, and they played a four-hour show. And then I told my brother, uh, what did they play for the four hours and 55 minutes that was in Hotel California? And what, uh, what I want to know is what he said back to you. Well, he, he told me he, he went on a rant for about uh, like a minute, talking about how the Eagles Beautiful. were the greatest band, blah, 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 blah. Beautiful. And then I stopped Beautiful. him and I said, hey, take it easy. <laughs> Because you know what it is, I, I was wondering what he said. Because you, uh, because you don't like them, but but they had a hell of a lot of hits. So they did. I was I was thinking if he was if he was ready, he probably had all you know twelve hits. Ready. Oh sure, he he well, was. Then he they played. Yeah, he started doing all these songs, and I said, hey hey hey, take it easy. That's right. Uh, suck it, huh? Yeah. Uh, all right, John. How where do you fall on the Eagles? You good? You you like them or not? What's that? You, the uh, Eagles. You know what? They're oh, uh, I feel the way you feel about the Beatles. They're they're good, but they were overexposed. I've heard way okay. too much Eagles. They, they only did like what five or six albums. They played them way too much, and now I am sick. Everything that was a hit, I am absolutely sick of. When you start getting into like uh, deeper cuts, I'm like, oh yeah, they were pretty good. But Jesus, that's KLOS and KMT. That's all they fucking played all day long. So I kind of feel that must be, I go, this must be the way Mario feels about the Beatles. Way too overexposed and way too revered, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, what about you, uh, uh, I almost called you Handsome Dan. What about you, Handsome Mike Bagford? What, uh, what do you, how do you feel about the Eagles, man? Uh, they're okay. I prefer Joe Walsh solo. Just Joe Walsh by himself? Okay, that's all right. All right, I, I'll respect Did you like that. the James Gang? Who's the James Gang? There's a yeah, deep purple connection with that. Um, <laughs> oh wow, what was Tommy that? Bo Tommy Bowen, the guy that replaced Richie Blackmore in the '70s, he was in James Gang after Joe Walsh had been the James Gang. You know, Mike. You know what I love is that uh, you are with Deep Purple as I am with the Kinks. All roads lead back to that band. <laughs> so you go, oh yeah, you know uh, this guy. Um, eh, he walked past the record store when they were doing this album. <laughs> <laughs> 
everything goes back to that one, you know, to that one band. I love it. You're so it's like, oh, yeah, you know, you know where the Beatles broke up because Deep Purple had a record on the charts that week. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Tommy Bullen was like on one, what, one album, two albums? One album. Yeah, man, you are you are the fan. I'll tell you because uh, to know that, like a guy that was on exactly one album <laughs> for Deep Purple, you must know every incarnation, which of which there's like four, right? No, there was about seven incarnations. And I'm guessing your favorite was Mach Two. Yeah, yeah, pretty tough to beat, huh? Mach Three is pretty good too. That was the one right after. Gillen and Roger Glover left, and Glenn Hughes and David Coverdale. And stuff. So that's like Burn and uh, Stormbringer. Yeah, and that's that yeah. Burns yeah. yeah. How many people? So how many people stayed in Deep Purple that were in the original lineup through the years, Mike? It's like one, right? It's one guy was yeah. there for the whole band, beginning to finish. Is that? It's the keyboardist, right? Or the drummer? It's a drummer. It's the drummer, so it's Ian Pace is the only guy that's on every single. Wow, album, that's right? crazy. Yep. Did, yeah. Was he a forming member? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, Michael, which albums are because the, the guy that would come in second is the keyboardist John Lord, right? So, what albums is he not on? Uh, pretty much everything after two thousand two, because he has retired and he has passed away since like two thousand twelve. And did and he didn't make it to the Hall of Fame, right? Like uh, less than a year right. before they got the Hall of Fame, he passed away. I think he died a few years before the Hall of Fame. Wow, that's really sad that he wasn't there uh, for that. You know, you sorry get, to kill the show, folks. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's Deep Purple Talk. Hey, welcome to Deep Purple I know. Talk. Mike Hill just have our own show. Deep Justine, how many of the Spice Girls were in it from beginning to end? He just turned the screen wow. off. Just gone. Good. Just like goodbye. <laughs> Justine, how many? How many of the Spice Girls were in it from the very beginning all the way through the end? They just lost Jerry in their last album. How many albums? But guess who came back to do concerts and make that money? Who's that? Jerry. Vicky B. Jake, how many members of Pentatonix have made it all the way through? Um, one guy. Oh God, what's his name? Um, I wasn't asking seriously. One guy. No, 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 no. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby was the original bass. He had uh, branched out because he was having issues. He, uh, he was homesick. He missed his family too much, and so he stopped touring with them. Mm-hmm. He was allergic to the lights. Who, I forget. Who was that? Yeah. John, who's allergic to the lights now? Who is that, Mikey Bags? Was it Dennis what? DeYoung? Who's who's allergic from the lights now? Oh yeah, Dennis DeYoung. Dennis DeYoung. Even though he seems to be fine with the lights now, since he tours all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, my least favorite band of all time. Sticks. <laughs> yes, they're bottom of the list. There is nobody that's lower on my list than Sticks. <laughs> uh, Jefferson Air, Jefferson Starship. No, even I'll take them over sticks. Um, <laughs> yes, Pen- over sticks. sticks. What's that? Pentatonic singing sticks. <laughs> I'm not that familiar with pentatonic. <laughs> um, I have a hunch. I, I have gotta, a hunch that they got a shot. 
Uh, what about uh, what, what about <laughs> a, what about uh, Asia? Uh, yeah, overstick, sure. Uh, yeah. Air supply. Mmm, tough. Ooh, uh-huh. that's tough. Uh, well. Toto? To <laughs> Toto? Uh, oh, okay. You might have hit one. You might have hit one. <laughs> you might have got one. Nah, I still hate sticks worse than uh, Toto. F- uh, 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 a foreigner? Now you're on a roll. Yeah, I'm not a big fan, but I, I wouldn't L- put them on a... Lover uh, boy? Lover boy? You too? Oh, I like you too. Like it's you. not fashionable, but I still like you too. I like you too <laughs> as well. Thanks, John. Yeah, there you go. Hello. Yeah. All right, guys, let's wrap it up. I love you guys. Next week, okay, we'll, we'll be back with El Mariachi, and we'll probably hate on, uh, uh, it'll be me and Patrick hating on child actors, and uh, mm. and then Patrick, uh, Justine taking weird compliments, and uh, mm. and Michael Baggs will be back here, and, and John Sandy. And uh, we'll be From back James next Mason. week. From James Mason. And uh, we love you guys, and uh, 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 we'll see you next week. Until then. Unity! Oh, I forgot to say, for John, for Jake, for Patrick, for Justine, and for Michael Beck, we say this transmission ends now. Unity! How's that? <laughs>